And welcome, Rooster Boosters, to Rooster Booster Time. I'm the big guy, Scott Ferrar. That's Mike the Grand Poobah Parazzini. And today we have with us, I, I'm going to say newly minted, although we know he's been on the roster. But until Doug Coyle of DJ Coyle Rugby puts it out there, you're not an officially, uh, you don't really officially play for New York. Kyler McCorkendale, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me. Uh, uh, no problem, bro. And Jason, right off the bat, got <laughs> whacked by Waka. Bowden Waka, I think, was perfect on all of his conversions uh, against us. Uh, although a lot of his conversions weren't that necessarily that hard, I believe they were, you know, they were pretty much inside the uh, inside his his wheelhouse. Um, Sam, on the other hand, had a couple tough ones and converted uh, a bunch of them, but we'll talk about that yep. uh, in a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what I want to talk about is is actually the home opener. I happened to be there. Mike had to play touch rugby or some type of bullshit, you know, whatever. He committed to a touch rugby tournament. Yeah. Okay. You know, well, third, place, it, third place though. Yeah, third place. Third place. Almost got kicked out for fighting a guy. So, you know, typical <laughs> scrum half. Always has to talk shit. Um, but, yeah, so got, I got to the match early. I got to see um, Warriors play um, Apsituck. It uh, was number four versus number nine in the nation as far as high schools were concerned. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was a great match. It was tight the entire time. And it came down to Apsituck trying to score at uh, the death and Warriors holding them up to win the match and beat number four team in the, in the nation. So right there it was exciting. Um, Immediately came in, got to – luckily, you know me, I Rick lets me run on the field. Um, I'm, I'm pretty much an unpaid intern at this point. Um, got to speak to a couple of the guys, got to meet a couple of the new guys, um, got to see my girl Jazz down at the merch station, look at all the merch, touch all the merch, didn't get to buy any of the merch, still trying to figure out a way to sneak it past my wife because she embargoed me from buying the new merch. Um, Got there. It was kind of overcast. When I left my house, you know, I'm, I'm about 90 minutes north, it was pouring cats and dogs, and I went – Oh shit. You know what I mean? Like it was bad. Got down there. The rain through the high school game was decent, you know. Then all of a sudden it broke and it was beautiful. It was like 65 degrees, a light wind, no rain. Um, field conditions were perfect because it's that that grassy turf, so it's not like it's gonna be muddy or anything. And then, you know, it was it was it was it was what it was. Uh, Jason, my buddy Jay, the number one uh, Rudy fan, sits behind me. Uh, we got our seats that way we could talk to each other because if we sat next to each other, we'd kind of like stare at each other awkwardly. We yap at each other. And then behind him is our, our other buddy, Mike Rodriguez. Um, I saw a lot of guys and, and girls and Rooster Booster fans that I've seen before. Um, Rob Rorty was there. If you guys see Rob, uh, he's a, another big Rooster Booster. You could usually hear him on the broadcast because he, he likes to yell um, as well as I. But um, I was and it say, was just ben a, Foden was there. Yeah, Damn. Fodes was there. Uh, Connor Wallace Sims was there. Uh, speaking of our really old video that I still have yet to fucking change from 2019, James Denise was there uh, with his lovely wife, uh, and, and he rides motorcycles. I ride motorcycles. We talk about that often. Uh, but yeah, and, and Connor on Connor Wallace Sims on his social media said, uh, "I'm starting to get the itch again." So I wonder. Um, you know, he was helping out with uh, with the um, under 23s last year, yep. and uh, you know, and then he played a couple matches there at the end. So I wonder. I know Foz is in town for some type of rugby event uh so check that out i think it's at uh the new york ac club uh like 300 dollars a plate but hey you get to shake ben Foden's hand um and yeah other than that i had a great time um it was fun the uh i didn't get to go to the post-match social but everybody told me it was fun so guys we're gonna do pre-games at 10th and willow we're gonna do post-match at 10th and willow that's where the players are gonna be so buy them around buy kyler around and uh, other than that, it's you know the the end result was sucky. It was a tight game, and I think it just came down to who made less mistakes. And I'm sure Kyler and the rest of the guys would agree with me. Unfortunately, 
handling errors, you know, um, um, letting them slip by some of the tackles late to gain some some ground and just some, you know, I want to I want to call you know they'd be like mental errors, you know, Jack Hyten going into touch with that ball, he could have could have just let it go, you know, we get the line out there instead of instead of New England having to line out deep and, and us trying to defend, you know, but again. You play a whole match, you get tired, and you're trying to outsmart the guys who are trying to outsmart you, and you try you get a little cute, and it backfires sometimes. I mean, other than that, it was yeah. typical typical New York rugby. What do you think, Mike? Yeah, I I think you hit the nail on the head. You know, maybe at times we were trying to play a little cute. I think we were two you know strongly matched teams that were playing against each other. You know, looking at that first match, you know that first half is definitely you know you know back and forth throughout. You know the you know the first part and then you know they just kind of slipped away with us with it you know a few you know mental mistakes here and there and you know just some unlucky bounces and it just it ends up you know going their way so maybe if it goes the other you know a bounce here a bounce there you know a penalty here a penalty there goes their way you know our way next time maybe you know we come out on top yeah definitely i think you you know it's it's again it's it's Mental errors, it's tiredness, it's trying to be cheeky. Um, and, you know, it is what it is. I mean, it's not the the biggest deal in the world. You know, it's a loss. We got a bonus point. We can move on from it. Um, but, yeah, I think um, as far as we have people uh, talking about the, the field size, it's not necessarily that small. I mean, me and Mike have played on way smaller fields, you know, playing inside of football lines. You know, these were played inside the soccer lines, which is, you know, almost a dimensions. And as we know, six meters is the shortest you can go with a with an ingle area, and we're not the only team with a six meter ingle, you know. So <laughs> it's it's the it's the same field we were playing on essentially uh, in Jersey City last year at both stadiums, um, at Craven Point and at uh, St. John's, because we were playing on the soccer field there too. So I don't know if it was if the field size had anything really to do with it. I think it was more of trying to find the cracks in the armor, and we did a lot of those you know chip kicks. And New England defended him well, so we couldn't get past him. You know, great defense by New England, good offense by New England, and we're going to move on. So the first question, and I finally got to meet one of the guys that that we asked this question about. Very important, Kyler. You might be kicked out of practice, depending on your answer. Right. <laughs> Better hair, Charlie Hewitt or Johnny G? Oh, wow, that's a, that is a good question. Um I think uh, just because Johnny's hair is so dynamic, like he could put it in a ponytail, he could let it, he could wear it out. It kind of uh, got that psycho look going on. Uh, and Charlie's kind of one dimensional with his hair. He just likes to wear it the one way that he's always worn it. So I'm going to have to go with Johnny G just sim- simply because it's uh, so dynamic. Yeah. You know, that's been the answer so far. And I think it's the same way people are used to, Used to Charlie with the with the mullet, to be honest. But Johnny, like, so yeah. Johnny had the man bun rocking on su- on uh, Sunday, you know. So yeah, that's another now, piece. Now Ish today, he let his uh, he let his hair free, and it looked like a, a big mane on a lion. So <laughs> that's great. Ish to Johnny I G. It. I have to give it to Ish today. And Ish got his first cap, I believe. I don't think he's been capped before, so he got his first cap on Sunday. Um, yep. Joe Basser starting on Sunday. Um, I'm just saying Joe Basser went from not being in the 23 to being on the show to being in the 2023 20, twice and then starting. <laughs> so I'm just saying, Kyler, we got, we got a good shot here. Yeah. Yeah. I'm hopeful now. I'm hopeful. <laughs> that, is, that is a good logic. That's good logic. So. 
Now, I was going to say, we didn't really go over your, you know, your rugby resume, oh, yeah. but you played down at uh, in college at Mount St. Mary University. How has, or how is, you know, the, the rugby culture different from Mount St. Mary compared to, you know, rugby New York? Uh, yeah. Is it different? Yeah, there, there's loads of different things just from, just from the most obvious point of view. Uh, we went from, it's just like an amateur setup. We're just in a university setting with kids who've never played before to going into a professional environment where you have guys who've played super rugby and have played internationally. So clearly uh, there's just a lot more detail in the game. There's a lot more speed uh, and just the professionalism and the accountability is just held to a much higher standard at this level than it was in college. And it's, you know, been an awesome experience, but definitely a lot to learn about. Yeah. And, and, you know, Again, we get all of our facts from our buddy uh, Doug Coyle, djcoylerugby.com. If you if you don't have an article by him, you're not really a thing in rugby, to quote Sam Windsor. Um, so, <laughs> so let's talk about you know going from from college to to professional rugby in a sense. You know, mm-hmm. um, we we asked our buddy Rob Remescu this uh, when we had him on the show last year. You know, is there is there a big difference between you know the five day a week program at, at, at university versus what you're doing at Rudy now, or is it just very similar? Um, so when you're at university and I guess this goes for club as well, because you carry that amateur status, just to use university as a, uh, as an example here, you're a student first. So a lot of the times the program at university will schedule around the hours of, of school, just kind of in the afternoon. That's when we would practice and then we'd lift late at night. Um, some schools, you know, lift very early in the morning and then the, uh, all the players go to school and whatnot. Uh, but we were just, that was just the way it worked at Mount St. Mary's. And um, at, at Rooney, obviously it's a full-time job. So we wake up early, uh, go to training uh, cover what we need to in that day, and then we go home. And depending on the day, it could be a four-hour day or it could be an eight-hour day. Um, it just depends on what kind of day it is, what detail we have to go over, what meetings need to be had, and uh, just how close we are to the weekend. Um, I will say that because it is a job uh, now and there's like more of um, like a professional status about it, uh, the days are a bit more convenient. They're a bit structured, like more professionally than mm-hmm. if uh, I were to be in a college program. Um, and so just everything is a bit more clear and organized from, that's just my <laughs> perspective on it. It's funny. Cause, cause you're coming from a program that, you know, is decent, you know, it's up there. It's a high level at Mount St. Mary's versus where I played, where we didn't even have a coach. So it's talk about disorganization and, and talking about it was funny, you know, the, the, the small field at UMass Dartmouth, we had a, the front field we would use. And by field, I mean, there was no lines on it. So we'd have to measure it out. So we would always try and have at least one engineering student on the team because all, all of us were terrible at measuring and yeah. it would be lopsided and nothing would be straight, but, but hell we played on it. But real quick, usually Mike would get the next one, but Doug asked a really good question there. <laughs> oh so, yeah. Doug, Dougie Coyle's asking what personal improvement have you noticed since you've been training? Well, that is a good question. There's a lot that I feel like I've improved upon, but I honestly uh, think that 
you know, obviously your skills are going to get better. You're going to learn to read the game better. Um, you're going to just adapt to the environment around you. Uh, but I think the biggest thing that I've noticed within myself um, and being in this environment is just my overall ability and like confidence just with my mental on the mental side of things have just gone up uh just being able to go out and play with the likes of sam windsor and jason emery jack Hyten, uh just all these i'm troy lockyer all these great players and you learn from them and it's just an incredible um just an incredible confidence booster because you know you're learning from the best in the business so that's the biggest improvement I've I've noticed so far. All right, now I got a real tough question for you. Um, it's a two-parter. Uh, high socks or low socks, and then plain cleats or flashy cleats? Oh, man. I love ankle socks, but I don't have any. Uh, <laughs> and when I do wear ankle socks with cleats, they scrape up my ankles. So I'm going to have to go high socks. Um and you said flashy cleats or just yeah, plain cleats. cleats? Yeah, regular old cleats. Uh, I'm a regular old cleats kind of guy. I'm boring like that. <laughs> Listen, it's it. I'm 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 from the high cleat, uh, the high cleat, the, the high sock. <laughs> you know, tied, t- yeah, tied around your your calf with with shoelaces. Mm. Uh, not flashy cleat club. Uh, mostly because I have fat fucking wide feet, so they don't make you know flashy cleats like that for me at least. Uh, but the sock thing, I don't know. I always liked. The, the the high socks i think that's what that's what it is um, yeah but i also think it's an age thing you know like there's it, it, depending on when you played and what was cool at the time you know so I right really like that. these are the there like, you go rugby cleats not too flashy <laughs> just regular old canterbury they yeah. i'd still wear them but the insoles are kind of worn out <laughs> it's funny i think he's the first guy to actually show us the cleats on yes camera. and we've <laughs> asked we asked this question to every player we have on here so it's not like a new thing, um, but so I'm glad he actually showed us the cleats. Um, so uh, we know um, Quinn is the boombox master. He has the aux cord uh, at yeah. practice. Um, hold on. Uh, here we go. Hold on. I remember high side with electric. That's how we used to tape our ears. We, yep. we do one roll of electrical tape with the ears, and then maybe you would, if you had something else to kind of do the lower ear, we'd hit it. But usually just a couple of wraps on the electrical tape on the head. For us and then socks we would have extra shoelaces to tie them up which i felt was better but um so anyway so we know um quinn has the aux cord you're allowed to pick one song that you're going to play at practice what song are you picking hooks by notion you ever hear it i have not i'm uh, not familiar uh you gotta go it's kind of like so at, at practice quinn troy uh all the boys who love to play the music myself included we all like to play like EDM music and just feel like uh, I guess we're in like a nightclub or something. So that's the kind of vibe you get from from Hooks by Notion. Gotcha. <laughs> no, I don't know. Right. I'm I'm old school. I'm like you know, ACDC, Metallica. Yeah. Forwards you know? play. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so that another question. Uh, you're playing, you know, a backyard game of touch, and you're the captain. Um, who are you picking as your first pick out of any of your, you know, former or current pl- uh, teammates? First pick. <laughs> um, I'm going to have to go with, uh, dang, I, 
I'm gonna have to go with Ed Fitto. Ed Fitto. Yeah, I mean his step his step is ridiculous. Um, yeah. Mike, yeah, Mike and Kyler played for the same club. I'm glad he didn't pick you, Mike, because you suck. Yes, um, <laughs> I was gonna say you, I would have You would have been a steal. Second round. <laughs> yeah, okay. Um, I was gonna say I feel like you you, you could have thrown one of the Jacobs brothers out there. You know, yeah. there's a few, there's a few guys that you could have thrown out that would be like, all right. That would have been a good call out, maybe getting better graces amongst you know old breed, but nope, going with Ed Fido. That's gonna that's gonna listen, come up at uh, K court time. <laughs> listen, oh. he is a professional rugby <laughs> player. Boys, I thought you meant the Ray boy, but I would definitely choose yeah. out of everyone ever, aside from you, Mike. <laughs> Man, I'd have to choose Will Jacobs to be honest with you. That's a good pick. <laughs> he, a good, that will be remembered. He is shaming uh, you. He will take years off your life after every hit. So, <laughs> one good hit. oh my god, I like how Mike shamed him into changing his answer. <laughs> um, yeah, so, so my next one is, um, you know, this is a question we don't get to ask much of the American players. Um, you know, we ask it more of the international players. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, but you with your background, um, hold on, please uh, play. Here we go. <laughs> the Fijians and the Samoans would know what to do. That's one that we play. <laughs> That is one. Play, there you go. They play it. There we go. Um, so this question. Um, so you 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 summered. You played in the Crusaders Academy, and I think uh, Marist Albion, right, uh, in New Zealand, um, in the summer. So tell me how it was for an American going down there to play. Yeah, that was a very interesting and eye-opening experience that happened about four years ago, 2017, almost five years ago. It would have been five years this month is when I left. Uh, for New Zealand, I spent five, uh, five months there, and uh, like I graduated high school early because um, I was working to try and go to a British school, like a school in England, but that fell through. So I found um, an opportunity online through uh, the Crusaders. They had the International High Performance Unit. Uh, so I signed up for five months, moved away in March 2017, came back in July. Uh, and then went off the mount for my first year. But while I was there, I was very inexperienced, uh, and I was really young. And uh, it was very—it was a very tough time the first couple months because there were guys there from England under twenties. There were guys there from top league, guys who played pro uh, professionally in other places. And I was just coming out of Prince William Rugby in, in Virginia, so I. <laughs> was really, you know, in, uh, inexperienced. And uh, so it took me a while uh, to really find my footing. And even when my time was up there, it was, there was still so much to learn. But I did remember my time at the Crusaders being very similar to the environment of uh, Rugby New York, not just because it's nothing but Kiwis, but <laughs> so professional and... Uh, just very high standards all around and um, very competitive all the time. So this I'm is something sure. I'd missed, and I'm glad to be back in that kind of environment. Yeah, on a personal note, I did a, a study abroad um, when I was – I turned 16 in Italy. Mm -hmm. I spent three months there in high school and, you know, away from my parents for the first time for three months and things like that and all my family. So I could see, you know, you coming right out of high school, you know, and, and being younger because you graduate early. <laughs> leaving Virginia, going to New Zealand to play rugby with guys who are already professionals at 
yeah, or have been playing, you know, at such a high level since they were young. You know, I, I could see how it might not been a, might not have been the best experience at yeah. the time, but <laughs> you can look back on it. Yeah, right. Honestly, I think it's what got me into New York anyway. Like I came uh, to a practice um, for the academy like maybe last May and uh, I had to help set up the field after the practice. Like it was the first training for the academy and I met Nikki, uh, Rick's Rick's wife or fiance or fiance. Yeah, fiance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, I asked her where she was from. And she told me she was from New Zealand. And that's when I started talking to her about my time in Christchurch. She's like, oh, really? And then I got to meet Rick and told him about it. And he's like, oh, my gosh, like, that's awesome. <laughs> you know, it's think- funny. He's he's looking for guys who just any type of New Zealand. He's looking for you guys. You don't actually have to be from New Zealand. Yeah, he got ish from that. Uh, a couple other guys as well. So, yeah, as long as you go to New Zealand, play rugby <laughs> there, then you can go play for Rooney. <laughs> All right, Mike, let's give him the last one and, and talk about uh, – then we'll talk about the San Diego match coming up. I was going to say, uh, what is your favorite rugby New York jersey this season? Is it, you know, the home, the away, the heritage, or the neighborhood jersey? Um, I'd have – yeah, I'm kind of boring. I'm going to have to go with the blue. I think it looks best with the shorts and best with the socks, and mm-hmm. I think we've always just been blue. Blue is our identity. We're rugby New York. That's what we are. We're blue. I do like the white though. I like yeah. the white. No, the 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 blue the blue with the blue uh shirt uh shirt the blue shorts uh the blue uh socks you know with the orange mm-hmm. tinge to them. It's just classic. The straight blue. I I do like mm-hmm. the polo with the the lighter blue, but I my favorite is the straight blue with the Statue of Liberty in the front. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a good one. Uh, I forgot. I thought that I said that was going to be the last question. I forgot. We usually <laughs> ask this question as a follow up. Mm-hmm. You can't. It can't be a Rooney jersey. What kit would you spend your money on? And it has to be an MLR kit. What would you pay for to to, to wear? And like, it has to be a different team in the MLR. Yep. I do like the Guiltini's pink. That's what I'm saying. It's a great the Guiltinis have great colors. Mike disagrees with me because he's a shithead, but they have great colors. I love I love their whites, I love their blacks, I love when they do the pinks. Yeah, I probably pink. Yeah. See? See, Mike? See? Yeah. So, I just don't like white. I just don't like white as a jersey. No, nah, I was gonna get that's just me. White is yeah. Uh, no, no, the pink though, for sure. Uh, yeah. you guys are killing me. I love the all white. Anyway. <laughs> Um, so let's talk about we have a, a matchup coming. So Sunday, 4 yep. p.m., JFK Stadium, Hoboken, New Jersey. The big guy will be there. We got Legion coming to town. Uh, that means guys like Chris Robshaw, Ma'ananu, uh, you know, Patrick Madden, who's a great young player, is on that team. I love Patrick. Uh, I'm glad to call him a friend. Um, I mean, this is this is gonna be a tough, tough, tough matchup. Um, last time we played San Diego was week one of last year. And as you guys remember, Unfortunately for San Diego, they had their first four stadiums taken away from them. And so they were playing at one stadium. Obviously, the, you know, they couldn't do it in San Diego, so they moved it to Vegas. Right, The week of, Vegas tells them you can't play there. They moved to a, a, set, a third stadium. Vegas says you can't play there. And then they moved to a fourth stadium the day before the match. We came Seriously. out. We beat them. Yeah, we beat them handedly. But I got to be honest, it just, you know, I could see with, with – 
the way the situation worked itself out, it wasn't the best for San Diego, you know, because they're trying to figure out all this other logistical stuff. And then, you know, that flows over that bullshit flows over to on the field because it's just, everybody was kind of crazy. Um, so this, this season, now we're getting them what week six, you know, they're, they're in, in the hunt for a playoff spot in the West coast. They have everybody um, back um, um, and off of, off of injured reserve. So this is going to be a tough one. Um, I think what's going to happen, and this is what I want to happen, and this is you know one of those things. Maybe it's just because I'm a fat, you know, front row guy. Rooney has to utilize the pick and goes. They haven't done it all season. I think that's something they should have utilized last week. I know mm-hmm. we're trying to play this, you know, this Kiwi Southern Hemisphere style, get the ball out. But when you come up with a great tackling team like New England, you might not get that line break you were expecting, and even Eddie Fado got bottled up a couple times. Jason Emery got bottled up a couple times. Fossey got bottled up a little bit. So I feel go back to ground and pound, pick and go, have chance, go have butch, go have, you know, Nate Brakely against Dallas had like a 40 meter run that he had guys draped all over him. That's the kind of runs I think we need to break somebody's spirit. Um, especially if our backline play is not working. What do you think, Mike? Yeah, I think that, you know, San Diego's got, they, they have a very strong team and we didn't even, we didn't play a full, you know, San Diego team last year. You got to think mm-hmm. there was no Rob Shaw. Uh, there was no Mananu. Um, those are the two big names, you know, a whole other complement of guys that weren't there last season. And, you know, we squeaked out a win against them. Um, I think, yeah, we definitely, I think the key is going to be winning that, you know, that big battle up, you know, that first 10 minutes, you know, demoralize them, you know, take the, take the lead, continue to hold the lead and, you know, keep, you know, pedal to the metal. Don't let off the gas. Absolutely. And I think again, mistakes, we got to get away from some of those mistakes, yep. those handling errors, those kind of, you know, uh, um, mental mistakes we're making. Um, so let me ask, so let me ask Kyler. So Kyler, you know, um, San Diego's coming to town. Let's say you're in the 23 here. You're a center. Ma'ananu has 40 meters running at you free. <laughs> what are you doing? I got a chop. I got to I got to at least <laughs> That's it, right? Tackle. Yeah, but uh, to tackle Ma'ananu in my first ever uh, MLR game, that would be a great memory because I always <laughs> – one of the first people I ever looked up um, when I was figuring out what rugby was on YouTube. But uh, yeah, I, I agree with you guys. I, I think, um, I think that free Jacks shut us down defensively. And for this week, we have to kind of go back to the drawing board a little bit and figure out what works for us and go back to what makes us rugby New York and figure out what our basics uh, strategy would be. But, you know, they do, San Diego, like you said, they got Chris Robshaw. They got um, Mananu, who, uh, you know, I'm not sure how much time he's getting this year, but his leadership and his experience is definitely going to be very valuable to them. And they have ball players like Will Hooley uh, and Nate Osberger, um, who we also have to take into account for. So um, just for us, we just have to play a good defensive game and play our structure when we get the ball in attack. And I think that we have every much every bit of talent that we need to, you know, get the edge on them. We just got to come out and be ready, be clear, good to execute. So absolutely, absolutely. And uh, our buddy Phil Harris is here from Jacks Rangers, doing Flan Club, checking us out. I uh, love to see him showing support. Um, yeah, I think we, I definitely think we do have the talent. I think this is going to be another banger. I think it's going to be back and forth. Um, you know, I always feel like when the East Coast teams go to the West Coast, they're a little sluggish. But when the West Coast teams come out here for whatever reason, sometimes they don't have that 
you know, I feel when he's when East Coast moves to West, the urgency is sometimes not there in the first ten minutes. But that doesn't happen when West Coast comes out here. So we're going to see what's going to happen the first ten minutes. If we can really punch him in the mouth and handle the game, um, I think we're going to do great. Um, you know, I'm I'm finally happy to see Andrew Coe finally getting that cross kick try, mm-hmm. uh, not being offsides this time. Yeah, and uh, I think something really telling, and you know, um, it's one of those things where when you hear a guy like this say this. You're like, okay, you kind of see where they're at. Uh, Kalolo uh, Tuoloma wrote on his Instagram about that game. He said, um, thank you very much to the fans for coming. It was a great atmosphere, but humbled by the loss. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what I want to hear from a player. You know, he's he's taking it personally. He realizes for whatever reason he didn't play, you know, his best to get a win. And he's going to go into the next match to do that. So I'm just, I'm very happy to see players on our team that that feel that way because um, yeah. i do think you guys were a little hyped up you're coming off a big dallas win you're in front of a home crowd but you know you were playing new england who we know you know new england us and uh, atl are going to be in the top three continually for the, the entire year you know so can't take them for granted um Mike, score, uh, Kyler, you don't have to do – we don't ask you to do a score prediction, but, Mike, I need a score prediction from you. I was going to say Rugby New York by three. But the other thing that you were talking about, you know, West coming East, I think it's going to be – I think they're going to be sluggish. And I'm going to point out something that just popped into my mind, and I'm looking it up just to make sure. Sunday, March 13th is daylight savings time. We're losing an hour. You know, that's one more mm. hour that, you know, that pushes it back a little bit that, you know, they think, you know – you're supposed to be so hopefully you know a team from the west coast coming to the east coast to adjust losing an additional hour it might mess with them so i'm picking you know rugby new york by three but i think if you see a sluggish you know uh san diego team it could be a lot more i think i'm going uh um yeah and uh, and doug Coyle uh Kalolo was selected the first team mlr for second straight week um, he did really well up front. He was making great tackles. Um, I think I'm going with Jay. Me and Jay are on a mind meld. I'm going Rooney by two. I think it's going to be back and forth. I'm going to say it every week until it happens. Sam Windsor slots a kick at the death, whether it's a, um, uh, uh, a drop goal or a penalty kick to win the match. It's going to happen one of these days. I'm going to be right. I'm going to call it this week. Um, but guys, uh, thank you very much for watching again. Catch me and Mike doing the uh, pre-match show. Mike, are you coming down this week? I'm not coming down this week. What the <laughs> fuck? Mike's not coming down this week. So I will be at the, at the stadium at JFK. Um, you know, can't wait to see you guys on Sunday. Come up, say hi to me, grab a picture, throw it on social media. I love to do that with the fans. Bother me on the field because all the friggin' Rooney, uh, administrators and people who work there do in the middle of our show, which is always fun. Um, uh, uh, as a matter of fact, Stephen Lewis kicked the ball at me. I think he didn't realize that we were, I was on, I was on air, but he, yeah, he kicked the ball at me. Um, and uh, come by, hang out, see you at the stadium. Um, again, 10th and Willow and Finnegan's uh, are the two places we go for pre-match. Uh, post-match social at 10th and Willow. Um, go say hi to the players and buy them around. Buy Kyler around, you know, and we're hoping he cracks the uh, 23 uh, this week. And uh, he's a great young player. We're excited to see these guys being on the team, being a part of the team. And we're, and, Slowly but surely, we're seeing a lot of the new guys start to crack crack the twenty three. Um, so I love the rotation in that. It's not just like oh, we're only going with these core these guys because of age or experience or whatever. Blood the new guys. That's how people get better. Anyway, I'm the big guy Scott Ferrar. That's Mike the Grand Poobah Parazini. For Kyler McCorkendale, the rest of the Rooster Boosters, and all the guys, 
Have a good day, and we'll see you at the next one. Yep, thank you.